What's going on, cool Christian nerd community? This is your host, your brother, from another mother but the same Heavenly Father, Jamie Centeno. This podcast will help you to be the smart one in what matters in any social gathering you're in while keeping your cool factor. Now, how's this going to go down? I thought I'd hit up some of the smartest, most experienced, most keeping it real people I know to talk about subjects they are prolific in and that matter. If you are a younger believer still working out how you are seeing the world and wondering how a person of faith should engage it, this is the podcast for you. I want to keep it brief but beefy with helpful info. Let's go. We're about to hear from Pastor Brian Gallardo. He's the pastor of LifeGate Church out of Kansas City, Missouri. He's also featured on the Word Network and Juice TV. He also has a show, Invasion TV, which airs on TBN Salsa. I'm going to be talking to him about his book today, Breaking Generational Curses. Let's take a listen. Well, I'm on the line right now with my friend, Brian Gallardo. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great, man. What a day we're having. Hey, man, yes, I wanted to, um, before we get in, dive into this topic that we have for our listeners today on the Cool Christian Nerd Podcast, I wanted to hear what are some of the exciting things that are happening in your world? And my wife and I are getting ready to celebrate our 15-year anniversary, and the church at the same time is celebrating 10-year church anniversary, and we just, as a to our new building, and it's the third location that we finally were able to purchase. It's on five acres. We're super grateful for it. We've already actually outgrown it already and looked at a possible building next to it. Um, we're mentoring young preachers, getting ready to do Love Week, pastoring an amazing church here at LifeGate, ready to do two months of solid outreach. I'm super, super grateful season we're in. That's neat, man. You know, I don't know if you know this about us, but we started our church 11 years ago, and we've moved about seven times. This is our seventh building that we've been Come in on. in That's that awesome. many years. So it's been quite a journey. And I wrote That's a book awesome. about it, actually, Evolution. About your book. Now, this is not your first book that has come out. Give us the title, and um, yeah, let us know about those uh, books that you've uh, pr- published. Yeah, so my first book was entitled um, Help Supposed to Be Here, and it's dealing with breaking the powers of rejection, abandonment, and insecurity. It really is a story on how God has healed me from fatherlessness, from sexually, physically, and it's really helped me to overcome and be the man that I am. That's neat. And now you have a, a more recent book, and that's called Generational Curses. Nice. And what prompted you to write this book after you wrote the first one? What prompted me really is the things that God has said. And I know how, I know how there's so many people that are bound in, in different solical bondages. And really, I have a deep compassion and desire for other people to be free as well. Thus, that's why I wrote the book. Yeah. Well, let's dive right into that because I know there's other books that have been written on this subject, how do you see yourself adding to that conversation with what God's shown you? Yeah, man. So 
I'm going to say the statement without it sounding as if I'm prejudging other authors because there's some great books better than mine on the subject, actually. I just feel those my book is very well balanced, and it's, it's, it's talking about a heavy subject without getting spooky. And yep. I don't just talk about cursing verses in the book. I also talk about even a generation of blessing, the importance of transferring and leaving that legacy to, to your children. The Bible says it's a good man who leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And so I really spend time on talking about the blessing as well as talking about breaking generational curses. Wow, that's neat. How's, how's it been doing? It's just come out about, was it, has it been a month now or how long has it been out? It's been about a month and it's going really good, man. I'm super thankful. Pastor Parsley down in Columbus, Ohio actually pushed it for me on social media and gave me a spot, a segment on breakthrough to discuss it and talk about it. And that really helped uh, the, the production of it in producing more books out. Thank you. So God. That's awesome. Now, now when people write those um, books like this, just like you said, with your first book, it was coming from a personal place. Is this also one of those books that comes from a personal place that there are generational curses in your life? That had to be broken, and how did God do it? Absolutely. My family, I'm the first one four generations back that's been married longer than a person. Um, in, my, in my genealogy, um, no one went to school, college. In my genealogy, drug abuse was, was normal. Um, you know, it's, whether it was medication or whether it was alcohol, sexual promiscuity was was all throughout my my dad's generation, four or five generations back. Um, and all of them, both of my mom and super spiritual people that don't have And so when you ask a question, has God done it for me? He's been a byproduct of, I'm a byproduct of, of, of coming out of bondage and walking into liberty and freedom. And I know if I can do it, my God, anybody can do it. As, as long as they lean upon the things for them. As long as they repent and ask God to forgive, anybody can break free. Wow. Is your, some of that that you just shared right now, is that found in the book as well? Some of your personal testimony? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. that's great. Now, is there like generational curses that you notice is one of the major ones you are constantly seeing that people need to be having broken off of their lives? And which one yes, would that sir. be? I would say, you know, I was I was thinking about this. I honestly say sexual perversion. Hmm. What they sowed in the '70s with free sex and love, we it's at a whole another level right now. And you know, you know, generational things either get better, or generation they compound either for the curse. Um, mm-hmm. You can say a let's say let's say well, I'll take for instance my my wife. Her grandfather was a Pentecostal. Person. For years, well, his his son went further than he did. His grandson, his granddaughter, my wife, has gone way further than her grandpa did. It, that blessing compounded, and so the the curse compounds as well. What they said with the perversion, man, we are seeing it at a worse level that we've probably ever seen it at. And I really believe it's because humanity has gotten it simple to people. So that I would be like one of the number ones. Wow. 
Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people can see that as well and uh, can bear witness to that. That's something else. What's the, how in a generation when that's the case and that's such a, a stronghold, the sexual perversion, what, what does that do? What do you see it doing to our culture and climate as a result of that being one of the, the top strongholds? Families. I can see my I'm sure you could as well. It's destroying families, boys. It's destroying the way young girls. It's destroying quality. It's between a man. The mindset of that in America is totally flip sided, upside down, and and I believe a lot of that is due just to the to the to the blatant sexual immorality and perversion that's at our fingertips. Yeah, so there's a big time breakdown when it comes to the family unit, whenever there's something at, at that level of just sexual perversion. So wow, definitely. So I know there's a probably a camp of people that when they read stuff like this, the title of it or the concept of it, uh, generational curses, you know, I think most camps will be embracing of the idea of sect, uh, I'm sorry, like generational blessings. But when it comes to things like generational curses, there might be camps that believe that upon the moment of salvation is that's when genera- generational curses were broken. So why does this subject in, in their mind, this subject they don't believe that needs to be covered, uh, what would you say to them? Well, first off, I would say you must be reading my emails. Because <laughs> oh. that question has come up. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 4 through 6 says, The iniquities of the fathers visit the children to the third and fourth generations. Now, I think we have a misunderstanding in the body of Christ what iniquity is. Transgression, sin, and iniquity are not the same thing. Sin means we miss the mark, and we're all guilty of that. You're guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. We do it more than we should. Uh, we miss the mark from time to time. Transgression is when God said, don't eat the cookie, but you eat it anyway. Mm-hmm. Cookie, though, is the lifestyle of sin that Jesus supposedly set us free from when we came into salvation. So this word iniquity, it, it literally means the way in which you bend. So all of us, before we came to Jesus, away and weren't convicted about it because we didn't know conviction because we were serving our own lust and flesh. What I'm speaking of in the Bible and this book are not the curse that Jesus broke according to Galatians when he broke the curse of the law for humanity. I'm, I'm referring more to the traits and that your family bends toward, that iniquity that your family bends toward that you call functional when really is dysfunctional. Children, mm-hmm. dis- children follow what they, what's displayed in front of them by their parents, whether it's bad. And dysfunctions then become normal to that child as they grow up. Then when they grow up, how that family bends, now that child, when they're grown, will bend that way as well. So it's not like the spooky thing that I'm more of breaking dysfunctional or dysfunctions, generational traits in which we lean that we deemed as normal, but the Bible calls dysfunction and sin. Those things and not harm the generations. Yeah, that's well put. Now, how does one determine, they're listening to this, how does one determine if they're struggling with a generational curse or just stuff that they're doing and they're into or just a sin 
um, how do they determine which one is which one are they struggling with? Yeah, I would say, um, but I'm really specific about this in the book. Anybody wants anybody to do is to start pointing fingers at your family. Um, yeah, we need to we need to you know in the book I talk about this. We must do this with honor and humility. First off, for our parents and my mother, for your dad, we dishonor or uncover our parents. We should not uh, point our fingers. They're bad or good. We've got the answers and they're wrong because God won't honor that. And, and that's another dysfunctional trait. Um, but I would say to approach it with honor and humility, but look at the things. Is it biblical or is it dysfunctional? Your grandpa whiskey every night to go to bed because to him that was medication and your dad sips you a little bit before he goes to bed that's medication now you think full-blown alcoholism is all right that's a generational curse is being passed down and compounded to get worse and worse and worse it, and it's not just alcohol i just use that as a blatant one because it could be gossip yeah. it could be it could be being over spiritual with no fruit in your life of things but you've got to look within your own the holy spirit to lead you and guide See it with your own spirit eyes, and then you got to. That's great. That's great. And, and this is something you've probably been teaching as well to the church, even before you've gotten, you know, put it together as a book as well. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing some just dynamic freedom, distinguishing we, those things. We've got a guy, this one's testimony. Now, we've got a guy in our church. When they, him and his wife first came to the church, they were higher than a kite. And they came back the next week because they said to each other, I don't know how that guy knew that stuff about us, but I felt like he was talking directly to us. They came back the very next week and got radically saved. Their financial background was they extreme poverty. The one young lady lived on a bus in, in like a dump. They were like in a, in a junkyard living on a bus. Her family, that's how she grew up. Mm-hmm. And to make a long story short, God has broke so many mindsets off of them, so many traits off of them, so many generational things off of them that they're now running a, a multi-million dollar company. Wow. That's it, a it's great just amazing story. to see those things. That's a great story. So as people are probably going to look to um, purchase the book, as it bears witness to them that they need to be, they got to look at this closer in, in their lives. Uh, areas that they might not be able to shake and not realize that it's actually connected to generational curses. Is there any tips where somebody can start to break free off their life that yeah. you can give? Yeah, for sure. And in, in the last chapter of the book, I actually deal with a, a formula. Now, you know, as, you know as well as I do, a formula isn't concrete. It ain't Bible. It's just something that we use to help people get, get along the way in their journey. Yep. Um, but the first thing I talk about is you've got to acknowledge it. I mean, if you, you will not change anything until you can see it and acknowledge it. It just won't, it won't happen, whether it's a generational trait or in your marriage or whatnot, in your home, in your family, in your church, you have to acknowledge it. You have to see that it's there. You have to, it, oh, man, that's wrong, and I do it too, kind of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. Then you have to get a biblical foundation. Then once you have a biblical foundation, you should obey that biblical foundation. And there's, there's more, but you have to get those in the book. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Thank you for that teaser, though. That was great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So how can people check out what you're doing? What do you have? Website and social media handles? What are they? Yeah, my website's BrianGallardo.com. My, my Twitter is Brian Gallardo. Instagram is Pastor Gallardo. 
Facebook is Pastor Brian Gallardo, but you can get all those links on our website. We have a YouTube channel and all that as well. There you have it, guys. I mean, this is really just skimming the surface of some of the things that uh, Brian shares in his book. And so I'm glad we got an opportunity to give them a taste so that they can come for the rest of the meal. Anything you want to say before you go? Yeah, you can also purchase the book. You can get it on my website, but you can also get it on Amazon and iBooks for the ebook and Kindle for the ebook as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for giving us that. I'm sure there's going to be some people that are going to listen to this and take a look. They can refer a friend. They can get it themselves. So this is such a timely uh, conversation to have in this day and age that we live in. Thank you for uh, helping lead the way with that. Hey, man, thanks so much for the opportunity, Pastor Jamie. You guys are awesome. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Much love. Once again, what a great conversation we had. I want you to come back again because we have some more cool Christian nerd topics to discuss. If you like this podcast and you want to see other people that you care about be a part of our cool Christian nerd tribe, share this with them. Till next time, this is Jamie Centeno reminding you it's smart to keep your cool. Peace.